All right, thanks for checking out another episode of the Thunder Underground podcast. My name is Trent. My name is Jason. And we've got a great episode for you this time. We've got an interview with the band Scattered Hamlet. Yes, it was, uh, once again, a fun one. Uh, this is, uh, I think, the first one we did with all members of the group. Yes. And uh, it was uh, they were more than happy to, uh, you know, they, they were in good spirits and uh, more than happy to talk to us. Uh, so I think you guys will really enjoy this one. Yeah. Yeah, all five members of them. So talk about everything from from the album they're working on to touring to even wrestling and fishing. That's right. Yeah. Covering it all. Yeah. But before we get into that, we've, we want to play a song for you. We've been playing music the last few episodes, and we've got a, a great independent band out of Los Angeles called Death Division. Which even though they're independent, you might have heard the name if you're into rock and metal because these guys were on Gigantor a couple years ago with Megadeth and Disturbed. Or not Disturbed, was it Device? Device, yeah. uh, Newstead, Black Label Society. Right. And uh, they they feature a couple couple guys that were in you know other notable bands. Like yeah. the bass player was in Hell Yeah and Danzig and Nothing Face. The drummer was in Morbid Angel and Nile and I think Hate Eternal. Okay. So... They've got they've got some good street cred behind them for sure. Sounds like it. Yeah. And this song that we're gonna play right now is called "I've Had Enough." Yeah. 
All right, once again, that was I've Had Enough by Death Division from Los Angeles, California. Like I said, that features former members of Hell Yeah, Nothing Face, Morbid Angel, Danzig, Nile. Kind of, you know, a, a nice gamut there of, of styles. And if you're into bands like Hell Yeah, Nothing Face, that kind of thing, I'm pretty sure you will have dug what you just heard. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, To me, it sounds, um, you know, along those lines, uh, maybe a little heavier. Uh, that song's had a good drive to it, uh, so we're glad to play it for you guys. Um, you know, again, check out Death Division, and they actually played here in Tulsa a few months ago at Downtown Lounge, which is where we went to interview Scattered Hamlet and see them at Downtown Lounge. So, uh, shout out to them, and, uh, but before we get into all this Scattered Hamlet goodness, uh, we wanted to talk about a few new releases, I think, right? Yeah. Yeah, I wanted to talk about... We can start it with Slayer, because it's there Slayer. There you go. Right? And we haven't talked about this yet, and it's been out a few weeks now. Yeah, we kind of... We, you know, we, we've heard it, and we've known about it, obviously, but we just haven't got a chance to really go over it until now. So uh, let's jump into it. Yeah. Um, I guess, first off, I want to say that my, you know, leading up to this, I was kind of, I was always in this weird, apprehensive kind of, how is this going to play out? Yeah. Without Jeff Hanneman, you know, because as we're, you know, as we are, as with any Slayer fan, we yeah. all love Jeff Hanneman. Definitely. We definitely miss the guy and we're sad that he's gone, but he was a huge contributor to the writing process. And anyone that knows Slayer or knows anything about metal knows this guy wrote some of the greatest and most well-known songs in the history of heavy metal that's right so how do you do your first album without him and make and make it up to the standard of what people expect from you i know it's it's a daunting task and one that from what i understand was taken on primarily by carrie king um i know that i know that uh, gary holt you know played some some solos played a little a few little guitar things here and there uh, but I think the bulk of it was Carrie King, uh, as far as you know who played on it and you know writing and stuff. Um, it, it I, they did a good job of you know it sounds like Slayer, uh, so I, I don't think fans have too much to worry about. Um, you know the the songs are there, uh, and you know I I didn't I was surprised at how. I thought it was going to be a little bit more different than it was. So, uh, you know, I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah, yeah, same here. Like I said, I was apprehensive, but as soon as I heard it first listen, I was, I don't know if it was because I was apprehensive, I was blown away Yeah. by by how strong it was, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. And, you know, no disrespect to anything Kerry King's wrote before. He's wrote some great songs, but it's just the the songs that are at that highest level were always a Hanneman song, right? Yeah. So it kind of shocked me about how great this thing was from start to finish. There isn't yeah. a song on the album that I don't like. Yeah. And it's kind of, the majority of it, you know, is your standard Slayer pounding in your face, you know, speed thrash metal stuff. But there's several, there's a few songs that have that um, kind of slower haunting thing that their earlier stuff did mm -hmm. that I know you've mentioned before you're, yeah. you're a huge fan of. Yeah, I like, yeah, yeah, I dig that stuff. And there's, you know, some clean guitar in there on, you know, was it The Stillness Comes and is that the name of it? Sorry. 
I think that's or when the stillness comes. I think that's uh, the first. If I'm not if I'm not mistaken, if I am, you know, by all means, anyone out there, please let me know. Uh, <clears throat> I think that was the first. If I heard right, it was an interview somewhere. I can't remember. Uh, that song was the first like clean kind of arpeggiated kind of thing that Carrie King ever wrote. Yeah, I think I, he said that on Jericho's podcast. Okay. And he, because uh, he mentioned that anything else in the past that was clean was always Hanneman playing it. So that's yeah. kind of, that's kind of cool and good to hear that, I mean, they haven't lost anything. Like I said, I didn't really expect them to lose anything. I just didn't expect it to be at a level where I could say I love this. Yeah. I just thought, hey, it's Slayer. It's cool. I like it. But yeah, no, I truly love this thing as much as, I mean, not as much as the greatest they've ever done, but I mean, it's, it's up there. And yeah, if you're a Slayer fan, I don't. I wouldn't think there's anything about it that you wouldn't like. I don't know. Yeah, don't turn yourself off to it. I mean, it's totally, it's crazy if you you know think about you know Metallica without Hetfield or Iron Maiden without Steve Harris or something. How, how do you how do you regain the 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 glory of that? You know, and uh, Slayer, Kerry King, you know, he pulled it out and it was uh, he did a damn good job. Yeah. Yeah, so definitely glad that turned out great and hope to see him on this tour. We saw him earlier this year on Rocklahoma, and I don't think they played anything off this album. Okay, did, did they didn't do Implode, I think? Oh, yeah, okay, that's okay. right. So they're, you know, they were getting some stuff out there, but hopefully hopefully we get a chance to see him on this run so we can see some of this new stuff. And yes. See how, it's, see how it plays out. And also we had another new album just this past week from someone in a little bit different vein. Well, I should say, no, a lot of a different Very, vein. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm super excited about yeah. it. Which is the new album from Michael Monroe. Yes, and, it's, it's called Blackout States. Right. And, uh, you know, once again, it's just a string of, of gems this guy's been releasing in the last few years. Uh, you just... Well, let, mean, me, it, let me jump in and say, if you're not familiar with that name, Yes. that's the... That was the lead singer from Hanoi Rocks. That's right. See, I get excited. Sorry. Right. Go ahead, Trent. <laughs> well, no, I just wanted to throw that in. So we went from thrash metal to glam metal, basically. Why not? Even though his solo stuff isn't technically glam, but it's it's always going to have that kind of vibe to it. Definitely. It's kind of a mix between glam and punk and sleaze and, you know, Yeah, there's that definitely that together. kind of sleazy, uh, you know, vibe. Um, you know, think... Uh, you know, that kind of, the L.A. tattoos and the real loud, it's almost punk, but it's, you know, more, I don't know, glam punk. This is one of those you could, like, you could combine genre names and make up all this shit, right. uh, you know. But the core of it is uh, solid, melodic rock and roll uh, that hits hard. So what are your, I mean, I know we both loved his last couple albums a lot. Oh, yeah, big time. The, the most recent stuff. So how do you think this stands up against the last two? Um, I, I think it's pretty good. It, you know, I, it kind of just cruises along and just kind of, you know, pulsates. Whereas the last album, Horns and Halos, was just, just bombastic and just, I mean, it just shook you. It grabbed you. Um, but that's not that's not in any way saying, uh, in my opinion, a bad thing. I think it's just you know, you know, albums have different vibes. Right. So 
that's what I chalk it up to. Uh, there's, you know, I love when he, I love when he whips out the saxophone, throws a saxophone solo in something, uh, and he always does it in something that fits, not something that's just, you know, for the fuck of it. Um, so, uh, you know, old King's Road, going down with the ship, yeah. this is all stuff that will, you know, you'll just be singing along before the song's even over. Right. Yeah, it's a, I kind of felt the same way, like, that word bombastic is a good way to put it, because I felt it wasn't as, uh, you know, what's another word to use? It wasn't as in-your-face and uh, mm-hmm. attitude-driven as the last one was, yeah. Horns and Halos, and which, like you said, is not a bad thing. It's just a great, you know, kind of, you know, anthemic rock, you know, glammy, sleazy, like we just said, driven thing, but it's solid from beginning to end because that's what this guy does yeah exactly i mean if you're if you're a michael monroe fan or you can you can plug this in for any band if you're a fan uh you know you're gonna like what they put out it's just each album is just a picture of where you're at right it's not a good or a bad thing and uh you know this one was just had a different vibe but it's still you know nonetheless it's still amazing and this guy has always been criminally underrated oh hugely grossly underrated you know out of i mean i guess probably not in his home country which from what i understand from some stuff i'd read before like the government in sweden like gives him money to record and they tour and give him yeah. yeah they want to promote their country and yeah. their art they they give him money to tour other countries which is um, amazing you yeah know? he's the, he's a freaking he's a judge on the voice finland Oh really? I yeah, he that. is. Yeah, okay. the Finnish version of the voice. He's one of the judges. Okay. That's that's how he is thought of in that country. And in America, you know, his his fame came from the early '80s. Yes. You know, the Hanoi Rock stuff. You know, which is great and all, but all his his solo stuff. I mean, he had some hits back then. I think with Dead Gel and Rock and Roll. Yeah, that's a great song and stuff like that. But you know, I think you know, from a personal standpoint, his solo stuff's always been a step higher for me at least in you know to my ears and what i like okay even though i you know i love the the early stuff but yeah it's just i don't know you know me i i I love glam music so there's nothing wrong with with that band i just love his solo stuff more nothing wrong with that at all and he's just started announcing american tour dates for next year so we're kind of hoping to get something in this area of the country yeah we'll we'll probably have to drive and that's okay i'll do it yeah, because he's one of the last guys on my my concert bucket list. He's on our list, yes. So <laughs> hopefully that'll come true. And if you're in New York or New Jersey, he's already announced dates for you guys, and yeah. I'm sure there'll be West Coast dates as well. So yeah, and if you don't go, then I don't know. You must be sniffing paint thinner or something, <laughs> right? Okay, now let's take another turn on musical styles. Why not? And talk about Scattered Hamlet. Yes, let's do it. So this is a band that came onto our radar we mentioned this in an interview um at rocklahoma the first time we saw him was i think four was it four years ago yeah yeah it's been a while and they first time yeah i think they've played there every year since and they were playing a stage in the campground and it was the last night it was sunday night and it was like at one or two in the morning yeah so it was literally like i remember I don't remember who, but someone came over and said, hey, let's go see this band over here. And I'm like, I didn't want to go because I was just burnt out at that point, I think. I'm like, look, I just want to hang out. I've been here four or five days. (laughs) 
you know, I've seen enough bands, I've seen everything I want to, and I'm like, no, just come on, let's go, we did it, and thank God, because, you know, we've never regretted it. That's right, right. we <laughs> might not be here right now talking about them if we right. hadn't gone over there. Yeah, so we saw that, loved what we saw next year, they were there again, we saw it again, and they've kind of, you know, they had lineup changes since then, and, and took a little shift and and everything, but the, the sounds there, and... Yeah, and every, every year they play, they seem to get a little bit bigger and uh, more people coming to check them out. Yeah. Uh, so they've definitely grown. Yeah, they've they've got, like you said, big bigger crowds every year. And I know they they tour the country like more than a lot of bands in their position do. Yes. They, they've got a couple of indie releases out. They're, they're touring the, the country. I know they've done two runs this year that were about a month long where they, they cover everything from... I mean, the whole country, east coast to west coast, yes. and everything in between. And so they're the, they're a band that's out there. You've got the chance to see them. You can pick up their albums online. You that's can right. Buy their stuff, listen to them on, you know, stream them on Spotify. Find out if you like it. It's kind of a a southern tinged metal thing. Yeah. That they mix a lot of elements. You know, everything from you know the harder edge stuff like a Motorhead to the the southern sounding metal and there's even some you know some a lot of melody in there as well so yeah. it all works out and plays well and it's just a good a good fun band to see live too oh yeah without a doubt yeah i mean they they put on a show even if it's a tiny club yeah they've got a hype man which yeah. you know sounds sounds crazy when you're speaking of metal and rock but it works yeah he does his job he does it good and like, like Adam Jode usually says live, here's, you know, the best hype man since Flavor Flav. <laughs> and there you go. So there's our shout out to, to Johnny T. Crash. Hell yeah. <laughs> See, and, and, you know, with their brand of rock, which is, you know, again, the roadhouse, southern, but heavy. You know, if you, if you love bands like, you know, Black Label Society and, um, you know, stuff like that. This is this is right up your alley. Uh, it, it it's a little bit to me. It's just a little bit more southern tinged, but for me and my taste, I like that. And and I think having a hype man works in that in that kind of metal subgenre. I don't know if you could do that with thrash or something, right? You know, but when you're talking about you know cracking open some beers and having a good time, and you know. Uh, you know, wanting to get wanting to get stupid out in the woods. I mean, this is a this is a great way to do it, and it just adds to the it adds to the look and the the vibe of the whole band. Um, and I think it's perfect for what they're doing. Uh, you know, you're gonna get uh, <clears throat> you're you're gonna get kegs on stage, all kinds of stuff, and uh, you know, it's just a good time. Yeah, imagine if. Jesse James Dupree got on stage with Motorhead or, or Black Love Society. Yeah, that's that's a and that's that, a really good way to put it. That's, and that that those two worlds colliding kind of forms what this this whole thing is. You yes, know? I think so. And I mean that's that's really all you can say. You can check them out at scatteredhamlet.com. Check them out on Facebook. They're real active on there. They're always posting. They're responding to people. You know, a great great band. Treat their fans well. They're out there. As far as at the live shows as well. Yes. Real personable dudes. And just as well with the interview, you know, 
we, you know, we thought we were just going to be interviewing Adam, and it turned out he brought the whole band along, and everybody was personable and and great. So yeah, they were, and they were, you know, telling and forthcoming, and they were into it, and uh, just a, a great conversation, and uh, you know, everything from typo negative to wrestling to Ronnie Millsap. I mean, it was <laughs> awesome. Mills, that's right. Yeah. You know that that is that's a good time. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, if you can mix Typo Negative and Ronnie Millsap, you're having a great time. Goddamn right. There's <laughs> nothing going wrong if that's happening. <laughs> well, with all that being said, I think let's just go ahead and get into this thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, sit back and check it out, you guys. We did a lot of new markets, like in the in the South for us, and we were on tour with uh, Be at the Means, and uh, you know those guys were 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 just great. You know, it was awesome being on the road with them. They had to cancel a couple of shows because they had a family emergency, but um, but yeah, that that was a really cool experience. So was, this fellows are from Alabama, and um, you know we were packaged for you know like two weeks or whatever, and, and it was uh, you know so we got to go do the Deep South, and now we're kind of making our way back towards Los Angeles right now. And. Just for everybody knows, you're Adam. Correct. I have everyone say their name. Yeah, I'm Adam as well, Adam Newell. <laughs> I'm Rich Irwin. I play bass. Uh, yeah. Jake Dilling with Bob Drums. I'm Johnny T. Crash. I'm the Hillbilly Hype Man, the Immovable Object, and we are the Hillbilly Sideshow Extravaganza. Love it. Correct. <laughs> uh, so how's the uh, new album shaping up? Yeah, amazing. Yeah, you know, it's, really it's, well. It's been a... Um, you know, uh, Jay and Jake, the, the producers that, that put this one together, uh, you know, they they spared no expenses. You know, they, they took us to the same place like Lamb of God. Motorhead just recorded their new album, and they really, if it sucks, it's our fault, you know, because they, they gave us access to everything we could possibly want to record an album, and it was it's been... Everything's done except I have to go home after tour and put vocals on it, you know. So I think I'm, they're going to come out to me. So they're going to come out into hillbilly country, and we're going to finish the vocals up air strong. And yeah. Then probably out sometime next year after we yeah, figure j- out. Yeah, January, February, something like that. It's shaping up really well, though. It's definitely it's a it's it's a step forward from the uh, the first record for sure. It's it's a little more serious, uh, probably a little a little heavier. Um, yeah, a little more to the point, I guess. A little, yeah, it's 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 good representation of what's going on with us right now. Absolutely. So we're we're re, we're very very excited about it. That that was kind of my that was my next kind of question because, you know, uh, it's all right with me is one of my favorite songs on the last one, and you know with the piano and the harmonica and stuff, and that's kind of ballsy for a lot of you know heavy bearded guys to do, and I love that variety. Is there anything like that going on oh, this yeah. new there, one? There, there, there's, there's 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 definitely some harmonica there, on the yeah. new record. There, dobro harmonica. Uh, there's some piano. yeah, there's dobro, uh, piano, <laughs> organ. Um, not 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 heavily on the on the record, yeah. but still on there. Okay. Um, that we yeah we're definitely using. So yeah, I mean there's there, there's still those elements are, are still there because we uh, we don't want to lose those those type of elements and we, yeah we love that stuff. So. There's a lot more cowbell. <laughs> there is cowbell. Yeah. Yeah. So don't, don't you worry, the musicianship is there. <laughs> <laughs> we've done we've done a lot of crazy things, um, you know, like especially you know guitar wise. I mean, we kind of it, it it's gonna sound. If I describe it, you're going to be like, what the fuck are you guys thinking? But, like, it actually makes sense when you all put it in context. But, you know, we we kind of, 
we, we channeled our, some of our favorite guitar heroes from probably 1969 to the fucking present, you know, yeah. like, and it was just, uh, and it was a lot of fun in the studio. We're like, okay, now it's time to do, uh, you know, do some Skinner things, you know, so we do the Skinner way and it'd be like, okay, now we got to do a Tom Morello thing, you know, so we, it was kind of, it, it works, you know, like it's, it doesn't sound like it should, but you know, we really got to, to kind of give a lot of nods, you know, cause we're music fans first. So it's been, you know, kind of put it together in our own sort of way. Definitely. Well, I've got a question for, for you. Yes, sir. Well, I guess it would be for you, but my, my question is, where did this idea come from? Was this some, the hype man idea? Was that you well, came to them with it or did they come to you with it? Joe has always wanted his own hype man. We're very influenced by James Brown. My public enemy. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> More stay in the time. More stay in yeah, the time. Mm-hmm. You know, You've got to be there to put the cape. The over. hillbilly Bobby Bird. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. We've done, we've done the cape before. We've actually done the cape move live before yes. a few times. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's a thing that's yeah. happened. But we use a "Don't Tread on Me" flag. It actually says "Don't fuck with it me." It says "Don't fuck with yeah, me." Yeah, so it's yeah. all about. Yeah. yeah. yeah that's the. Uh, but it, it, that 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 the whole hype man thing came kind of organically. It was a. It, it, yeah, it was. No one brought it to any to each other. It was just kind of. It's a thing that just kind of evolved over time. It, we just and, gave him a mic one night. Yeah, one night we, 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 we yeah, he had some whiskey. And we gave him a mic, and then and and here we are now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's going on the third year now. So yeah, right. yeah, and it's I, I, and, and, I, and it's probably about 60, 60 percent of people have a what the fuck is happening, you know? And then the other the other people dig it, you know. So we just kind of like, well, you know, but we kind of. We've been getting into this thing where, um, you know, when we go to different towns, like, it'll probably happen tonight, you know, I know it's going to happen in Texas, where we call up, like, our friends that are in other bands, you know, and uh, getting them on stage to do stuff with us, you know, so, like, you never, you, we're trying to make, like, each show that folks come to just a, a little different, so it's kind of, you know, if you, you never know, you know, like, for who we're going to, you know, bring up there, who's going to be part of the, the Hillbilly show here, you know, and it's been kind of... <laughs> We, we want to channel. We ended up having a lot of friends and bands, and we're just like, you know, we should just, you know, when we're in a new town, kind of. Uh, it's an idea we stole from. I stole from Springsteen. Actually, he does that a lot. And, uh, yeah. You know, we yeah, want to kind of do it. Now he has probably more high end guests. <laughs> yeah. he, he knows a few other people. Yeah, than we do. Jackson but. Brown and Mike Ness have not called us yet to appear on stage, but you know, <laughs> yeah, I feel it's around the corner. But I feel Sprout will be on stage. <laughs> I feel Sprout. Will <laughs> yeah, that, that'll be so. Yeah, so. yeah. We we did a podcast with him a few weeks ago. So oh, that's yeah. awesome. Cool. He'll yeah. he'll probably be on stage tonight. Right on, right. He won't sing White Trash with us yet, though. <laughs> <laughs> he'll do Outlines. Yeah, White Trash is a, is a new song. As soon as we start that, he's like, "Y'all, no." He's like, "I'm going to the bar. That's that's y'all's thing." Yeah. <laughs> but, nice. but one day we're gonna get him to do White Trash. It's gonna be incredible. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like whenever uh, Jackal does just like a Negro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yep. Yes. With, uh, brings up what's uh, his name from Run DMC. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the Reverend Run. Yeah, I think the first time we, you guys came on our radar was before you were there. It was like four. It was Rocklahoma, like Three, four. Oklahoma. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so, yeah. So that stage was facing the other way at Camp. Uh-huh. Yep, yep, yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember and, that. Yeah, that was early on. We were still kind of. Uh, me and Jake were there. That we still were kind of, um, you know, getting our getting our touring lineup together because that you know tour we had our buddy uh um eric uh, clever eric was Cooper, filling yeah. in from he was from like gypsy hawk and white wizard, white wizard and a couple stuff. bands yeah, yeah but he base. so he filled in for we, many we, tours, it was it wasn't know? yeah it was me, me and judd were there and yeah, yeah and these and the other guys kind of so, but, so, but yeah that, that, that yeah that it was like 2012 i think that rock Island, yeah that was uh, yeah so we yeah. you know we've and you know we've been you know kind of i mean like every band you know you should be evolving someone or getting better at what you do you know i'd like to think we have you know and so we've been, you know, you know, just building from that. And this, now this crew that you know is here, you know, we've been together for hundreds, of, you know, 
hundreds of shows, years, you know, so it's, um, you know, so we're all pretty locked in. We know what everybody's going to do, and this is, and that, I think that's going to make the uh, the album a little more, uh, I won't say solid, but more cohesive, you know, because we, we recorded a lot of the stuff live, mm-hmm. and um, to do that, you know, it's you, you got to have people that have played together in the same room, you know, to, to pull it off right, you know. That's... Yeah, you said hundreds of shows, and I think you guys tour a lot more than bands as young as you guys, I think. Which is pretty impressive. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if have you seen it helping? Oh yeah, yeah. It's 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 the only thing. Like we we've gotten very few. Um, one of the weird things about us is you know a lot of bands they go out on tour they get on you know a national package like right away and they start going out. You know we, we never did it that way. You know we had we went on one national tour package and we drew as many people as the national act did in that one and. And, and that's not a slam or anything. It was just that particular person we went out with. And then, you know, since then, you know, we never, you know, we submit for them all the time. And, you know, people, you know, are passing it up. And we're like, well, fuck it. We'll just go do it then. You know, it's like if, you know, we're not going to sit around and wait, you know, for fucking, you know, someone to call us up. And when, when they do, we'll be ready, you know. But for right now, we just got to keep, you know, doing what we're doing and just, you know, just fucking touring. That's how it works, you know. Well, yeah, it's that grind that's going to pay off. Yeah. It's looking at you the know? big picture, you know. Not every show is awesome, you know, especially when you go to a, a new town, but you know this this tour has been really uh, in the last couple actually. It's been kind of humbling because you know now we're showing up, and even if there's only like you know a small cluster of the crowd that's there to see you and they can sing all your songs and they know what you're doing and they understand it, it it's it's pretty cool. You know, it makes yeah. it when you are half asleep and you crawl out of the fucking van, you know, have changed your clothes yet and shit, you know, to yeah. see that there's there's people there that know what you do. Like like you just said, you liked it's all right with me. So I mean, you know, it's. Yeah, it's cool to hear people, you know, get get meet them, you know, not just on Facebook, you know, to actually hear, you know, them tell you about the music and stuff. And yeah, for sure. Uh, we spend a lot of time on the road, but it, it makes a difference, you know. Yeah. I mean, it's it's oh, it's yeah. the biggest thing for us, you know. I mean, we're we're excited to get the new record out and take and take and take this to the next phase. But you know, what we've been doing for the past couple of years, just touring as much as we do, it it, it helps and it, it makes a difference. You yeah, know, it's tough, faces. but it's yeah. but yeah, yeah, you got you can, can over tour too. You can over tour, and and that's that's the thing too. Yeah, we, we try and not be on the road so much that people won't. I mean, people, people be like, oh, I'll come check them out next time. They yeah, come yeah. You know. they know so yeah, I mean, there, there's a balance, but yeah, you know, we we spend a lot of time on the road and and we love it. And, and but it's it's definitely progress all the time. Yeah, you know, and well, then, undoubtedly. You know, we we've seen you guys at Rocklahoma, like we said, but I'm really looking forward to seeing you guys in the little tiny club. Yeah, you know, fun, yeah. and you guys have been here a couple times. You guys uh-huh. have a pretty good relationship with this place. Oh yeah, I, yeah, I, I yeah. love Downtown Lounge. I think it's awesome. Just one of our favorite places. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Jake's yeah. Jake's our man. You know, and yeah, uh, the owner Jake. Yeah, he it, he takes good care of us. We we've we've been here many times. I actually have we, his father's motorcycle patch from his. You know, Jake's Native yeah. American. His dad was in a Native American. American biker club and um, I don't know probably like in the, I would say in the 60s or 70s but Jake's give me a patch so if you look at my vest I actually have his dad's patch on my yeah. vest yeah the, the last tour was actually about six weeks long and we played here twice on that tour wow. <laughs> we played, at the yeah, start yeah, of the, the tour and, and yeah at the beginning of the end yeah, <laughs> yeah so, so we, 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 we we love this place. yeah we love downtown lunch cool. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the beer keg there's two <laughs> there's two beer kegs there's two yeah. beer kegs okay. now. Beer kegs, <laughs> all right yeah. you got one too yeah, of course. Yeah. Have either of you ever dropped it on your foot or anything? I don't even drop that thing on a cable. Yeah, it's yeah. We, strangely <laughs> enough, we we've never fallen off a beer keg. We've never really dropped one wrong. It's never rolled. It's never caused mass chaos. And I mean, yeah. I, I feel we're flirting with disaster. Well, on they're that, professional but, beer keggers. Yeah, <laughs> right. which 
I think not a lot of people are, but right. in our case, it's, that's a term. That that's a term yeah. that exists. Actually, yeah. that Rocklahoma you were at was the first one I ever stood on the beer keg. Nice. That was a total accident during that show because really? we just had it on stage, and you know everybody was into it. And I was just like, I'm getting on this beer keg, and then I stood up there and I was like, pretty solid. And I was like, <laughs> and after that show, it's been part of our yeah, stage show ever since. That. So yeah, that, yeah. Was the, that was that was another thing that kind of developed naturally. Yeah. Yeah. And people were like, that's a guy that stands on the beer keg, and I was like, well, and then the, 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 the second beer keg we got was given to us by a, a fan of ours and a, and a very good friend. That uh, yeah, so we started. Yeah, we that's why we have two it's beer all kegs now. It's all custom hand painted. Someone someone uh, got that for us and it meant a lot to us. And that, so yeah, you'll, you'll you'll notice one regular beer keg and then uh, a hand painted, very awesome, badass beer keg <laughs> nice. that we also have now that was given to us by uh, by a fellow named Mike who yeah. who's, who's uh, dirty, dirty Mike dirty and Mike. all the yeah. uh, all the proceeds from it when he bought it went to the uh, the FFA of a local school, which you yeah. know, meant a lot because you know I, a lot of my family are farmers and stuff, so it was, it was pretty cool that you know the keg that we have on stage, you know, benefited you know, yeah. growing yeah. shit in America, which is a you know a dying art. That's important right. to us. So if you guys ever get bigger, you're gonna have to get some of those those mini beer kegs and slap your logo on them and sell them at the merch table. That's an idea. Yeah, that's an idea for sure. That could be pretty epic, actually. I mean, we do have a lot of merch, but that's definitely another idea right there. We actually were at the Jim Beam distillery and we were eyeing up a Jim Beam barrel, but they're far too heavy, even when they're empty. Like, we were, because they had one for sale there and we're all, like, looking at each other and we're, like, picking it up and we're like, nah, there's no way we can fit that in the trailer. Maybe we can get a barrel on stage. It's, like, this high, you know, we're like, all right, well. It's heavy, man. I don't want to lift that. They told us that if we were able to lift out a full one from the warehouse that we could take it with us. But then, but then yes. they informed us that they lied and that we wouldn't be allowed. As soon as we were trying in the yeah, warehouse, we, we were going to try. Like, All right, let's do this. We were going to try and lift an entire barrel of beam, but they, they like, wouldn't let us do that. These guys aren't fucking around. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Because yeah. we're doing it. They were like, it's like 500 pounds. So I'm like adding up. I was well, like, yeah, we got this. We, we can, can each carry 100 pounds. I'm like, you know, so we were already eyeing it up. Like, we're in there like getting underneath it and stuff. And like the one, the tour he's like, no, 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 no. I was kidding. I was kidding. We're like, well, you said it well so don't don't say this stuff because we're gonna try to really make gotta watch your mouth when he talks to us we, yeah we take our we'll shit ta- very we'll take seriously, very seriously. Yeah. Yeah. In fact. are you all whiskey guys or any beer pretty guys much. But well we're we're beer, beer, beer beer bourbon whiskey that's that's pretty much no sad. whiskey with flavors in it i'm not liking yeah. that trend right now i mean i will dr- if yeah, you give me whiskey with flavors in it i will still drink it yeah, i'll bitch about it <laughs> I, but i i don't i don't necessarily we want to call you a jabroni over yeah, yeah, we might. We might. They don't be bringing this fireball bullshit up here. Whatever. But I, you know? I will drink it. Yes, yeah. thank you. Finally, <laughs> yeah. We actually got. With the lady yeah. told us as soon as they add shit flavors to the, it's it's no longer a bourbon. It's not bourbon anymore. Yeah, because yeah, it doesn't oh, yeah. meet the criteria yeah. of bourbon. Yeah. So it only will say like. So if you look at like Jim Beam. We toured the distillery, apple. so like yeah, apple, we went there yesterday. We're very educated. It's, in it's bourbon <laughs> infused. Then or they the can't call it bourbon because it doesn't meet the criteria of bourbon anymore. So, yeah, so next time someone gives you something to be like, this ain't even real bourbon. No. And then drink it. But But you you still drink it. Don't waste it. I mean, that's ridiculous. You know, they've got that uh, on YouTube. They hook the camera up to the bottle of Fireball and watch it pass around. And I'm thinking, I just want to see that thing go down the toilet. I don't want to drink that shit. I mean, I understand that. Like they said, they sell a lot of that, like kind of flavored stuff. Well, yeah, we actually we asked the people. Yeah, Joe did. He asked the people at the he asked the tour. He was like, "Well, could we talk to the representatives who make the uh, the flavored whiskeys and make them stop?" And she's like, "Well, they make they make a lot of money doing that, so they're probably not going to listen to you." I was like, "Well, fair enough, okay, but still, it sucks." Absolutely. Well, looking at your shirt, I know at least. 
said jabronis so i know at least a couple of you guys are wrestling fans <laughs> oh oh, yeah. oh you just opened up a can yeah you, you, you just opened up a, you just opened up a can of whoop no, ass <laughs> you just oh, did you see his i got macho yeah, man right here macho man right there we actually got that right here at this tattoo yeah. shop yeah Jacob. actually right yeah. next door yeah yeah, yeah. Br- yeah. brando brando did that brando did his uh, macho man tattoo. probably about a year ago yeah. Um, yes, we're humongous wrestling. Yeah, I'm gonna fans. be getting an ultimate All warrior five mask on the back. I'll be getting I'll be getting a Stone Cold Steve Austin tattoo. <laughs> yeah. In the future, that's gonna happen. Yeah. We're, so what's well besides Macho Man Stone Cold? Who's the Seth Rollins favorite? is the greatest wrestler right now. <laughs> Dean Ambrose is yeah. my favorite wrestler. <laughs> we get a, Dean like Ambrose. Of all time or right now? Oh, right just, now. Yeah, right now. Right now. Of all time, Stone Cold Steve Austin is my favorite wrestler of all time. Yeah, all time. No, yeah, no yeah, doubt. That's yeah. a different for me. But, but right I mean, now, I gotta go with The Rock. Sorry. Fair enough. No, I mean that's fair. <laughs> I get it. He's got Everyone's great got mics. Face. He's got great yeah. mics. I mean, well, yeah, probably all five of us have different favorite wrestlers. Yeah, yeah, of all time. The Iron Sheik time. too. We can't. You can't. We, you know, we take. We actually have a tribute to the Iron Sheik on the new album. So <laughs> nice. That's true. We've been trying to contact his people to give us a quote for it, but we haven't really been successful. They will not yeah. get back. He yeah. did actually share my No Jabronis tattoo on the internet. Yeah, but he said it was his. Man. Yeah, he, he, he yeah. Oh man, he was like, yeah. Hey, I don't so, know. He's noticed. We're calling him out. Lighter than yeah. the Iron Sheik. Yeah. <laughs> About eight shades. Yeah. <laughs> Do you ever get Luke Harper comments from people? <laughs> Actually, the funny thing is, no, considering yeah. the, the look of the band, we don't get very, yeah, very that's much a good Wyatt point, family right? or yeah, Luke Harper. I, we comments. absolutely could. I mean, yeah. we, we've been we really. I mean, we're, here's the deal. I mean, we definitely like to to do do, something with the WWE one day, but we'd just be happy to be in Juggalo wrestling. Honestly, yeah. like, yeah. we're not we're not we're shooting just, for we don't we're not shooting for the roof, love, man. We just love wrestling. Weekend, man. Yeah, we just love wrestling. Yeah. Like, actually, uh, fun fact: uh, on Mondays, we usually don't play. And then we usually get hotel rooms so we can watch Raw yeah. and drink a lot of beers and drink and drink a lot of beer. That's that's usually our our typical Monday on tour. Yeah, because <laughs> we and then when there's a Sunday pay per view, whoa, definitely got definitely got to watch that. Yeah, yeah. Jake, so Jake and myself are actually going to be at uh, Hell in a Cell. We got our tickets. yeah, we're actually going oh, to Hell nice. in a Cell in a few weeks. <laughs> yeah, so that's happening. Yeah. Very excited about that. Yeah. So, so on a Monday night when I've got to go to bed at like eight because I have to be up at like four for work, you guys uh-huh. are drinking beers in a hotel room somewhere. Absolutely, yes. a lot Watching of beers. Jam Monday night. Yes, raw. yes. <laughs> on tour. Yeah, when we're on tour, typically we're we're yeah. in a hotel room, a motel. Excuse me. I mean. That's, <laughs> I don't want to oversell it. It's a motel. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, we're watching Raw, and we're drinking beers. And then when on a, every and if we're on tour and there's a pay per view, we'll also make sure to be in a motel so we have Wi Fi. We can watch it on the network after the show. Yeah. We all have the network. Okay. Yes, and that's a blessing, I'm sure, especially on the road. Nine ninety nine. You know. Oh, yeah. it's it's oh, yeah, it's it's, 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 it's the best ten dollars I spend every month. Yeah, right. anything. Anyway, yeah. Between that and satellite radio are probably the two best entertainment things that you know we we buy on the. But definitely, w, the network's definitely first. Yeah. <laughs> well, satellite radio. You know, no, the network's first, man. Well, when I'm driving down the road, if, if I don't have fucking my '80s pop hits and shit to fucking rock out when I'm driving down the highway, yeah. we could have chaos. But, you know. Shout out to Sirius Radio for playing so much Prince. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. They've been on a, a righteous Prince kick, and it's been pretty. <laughs> epic. This whole tour, we started out before we went to the studio. We watched uh, Prince's live version of, of like uh, the, the version that actually went on the album of, of Purple Rain. It, most of it was recorded live at a concert. We were watching some of the footage, and that, that fellow is just on another planet. You know. Yeah, so then, is. so since then, you know, we we've been watching. I, we, I just the other day. 
everybody was inside being social and shit and for like a half hour I sat in the vehicle and watched Kevin Smith talk about shooting the Prince documentary for a half hour on my phone it was the fucking I just was cracking up out in the van like people probably thought I was a crazy man out there but like so we're very much interested in we don't feel that Prince would probably like us or anything that we do but (laughs) and if he did he wouldn't tell us yeah Yeah. Yeah. no he'd never find out well if we said the F word he'd be like he'd get mad because that's what he yelled at Kevin Smith for because you know these all (laughs) we would never fucking say fuck though yeah <laughs> but I, I will say though that you know if if his crew wants to challenge us to a game of basketball, he's going down. We got a team right here. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> CB's got the. Yeah. I, I feed CB steals. the ball and stuff, and, and you know I mean Prince might be able to ball on his high heels and the blouse. Well, yeah, he's like but, this tall. He's like you know four feet tall. Yeah, yeah. No, but I'm. Take, I mean, yeah. I, I have no doubt. I'm, I'm, I'm ready. You know, so Prince, if you are listening to this podcast, you know I don't know what you do in Prince Land, but you know that that's an open invitation. We'll come up yeah. Yeah. with our five guys. Five on five. It's got to be five guys in his band, though. He can't just call up, like, LeBron James or somebody like that. that <laughs> so you could probably he, do that, and that's not Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. yeah, yeah we, we wouldn't be able to make that happen. But, uh, <laughs> well, uh, I got a question for this guy over here. Because yeah, yeah. I saw your tattoo in your shirt. Yeah. It's one of my favorite fucking bands I'm a ever. huge typo negative Favorite fan. album. You know, talk about it. Just talk about it. Yeah, I'm well, it's, it's hard for me to pick one, but uh, I say... I, I go through different ones, yeah. you know, but I'd say I've been listening to a lot of World Coming Down lately. Um, but, uh, I mean, they're all good, man. It, it, I just, when I was a kid, I used to steal my brother's Bloody Kisses CD, and I would go in my room and lock the door and crank it. My mom be like, no, you can't listen to that. <laughs> but I just, yeah, they were just a band that... Um, just always into you know like sometimes i i listen to certain bands just to hear their guitar player or just to hear their singer or whatnot but with typo negative i don't single out like an instrument i actually listen to the whole song it's actually it's kind of like putting on uh like 16 year old ears again you know because i'm such a fan of it so you know ask these guys man it's, uh my turn to drive at night it's typo negative yeah, time he's made us, <laughs> i know he's yeah. made us fans we were just like because we we kind of caught on a little later to it so like when he's yeah, yeah, the yeah. greatest thing was at the nam show this year we have a picture of him and johnny kelly him yeah, showing him the awesome. tattoo like oh, the two of them together so that was pretty righteous yeah. Yeah. So, so. yeah it was uh like 1994 and we were we saw him with motley crew and king's x and type of negative oh, opened nice. up Peter Steele was just walking around the venue, and he, we stopped and met him, and he's like, you know, this tall, and he was really nice, but we were like so nervous, and I'm like this little chubby, you know, metal kid, and I was, just, <laughs> but yeah, I love that band. I, says, had, I had to, I had to bring it up. He oh, says yeah, this no, weather no. sure fucking sucks. Yeah, yeah. And that was our <laughs> conversation. We were like, no. yeah, we, we totally didn't know does. what to say. It was awesome. That's, yeah. That's about how I was when I'm when I'm at Danzig. Wow. I was yeah, just like, I, I've dead. never been that starstruck before. I was just like, hello. <laughs> like, thank you. I think actually all I said to him was thank you. And then when I, it was like a greeting thing where he was, he was autographing a record for me. And as I turned away, I realized I hadn't actually said anything to him. And I wanted to tell him, like, thank you because I'm a huge fan of his work. And I literally <laughs> just turned back around and just looked at him and was like, you're awesome. <laughs> that, that's what I said to him. Like, great. Yeah, I was just like, wow, okay, yeah. You're, so you're, dancing, if you're listening, do you remember that? I mean, just try and think back when that guy said that. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Rich has got the best one. You know, we'd go to this sometimes where he's like, he'll, he'll whisper and he'll be like, 16 year old Rich is shitting his pants right now. And that's like, that's like our code word whenever like we're, we're doing something for music, but like you're, you're standing next to like, you know, 
somebody, you know, that, that y- you feel like you shouldn't be there because you're really just the kid that yeah, was, right. you know, like, yeah. yeah, like this this year, like the NAMM show, I was up in the Dean booth and like, you know, we're sitting next to like fucking Rita and she's talking about like the dime bolts and she's like telling me about God. the different ones and stuff and I'm just like 16 year old I'm shitting his pants right now <laughs> you know and she's like yeah in my vault at home and I'm just like oh fuck it's like you know and you're you know taking pictures and yeah. it's just you know at the end of the day we're fans you know so like yeah. it's like when shit like that happens it's like act like you belong <laughs> you know it's awesome yeah, it's it's what we do it for. It's what keeps us. Yeah, young. absolutely, man. It, yeah, it, it's just it's neat. You know, I think I think when people start losing track of that, like you know, like jabroni's bands. I'm not gonna call any bands out, but like jabroni bands that you know, when you come you up know. to them and they're like, and they're and you're like, oh, who are your influencers? Like, well, you know, we're just doing things that no one else is doing before. You know, it was like they right. grew up in a fucking vacuum yeah. bubble and they just came up with every idea on their own and they're just like, and and, and that's just we, that always makes me laugh. You know. They're telling me, and I'm just yeah. like, "All right, you're gonna suck." <laughs> well, yeah. Usually, usually if you say that, you, you you're uh, you're a jabroni, and you haven't listened to music. Yeah, so. it was like I, I asked this one kid. We were, we were playing, and, and I you know I wouldn't remember the name, and I'm sure they're not even a band anymore. But like we were in Cleveland, Ohio, one time, and I remember. It was early on in our touring career, so it was at that time I was still excited about like everybody that you're meeting and stuff. And there was a younger guy, and he was in perfect hot topic here. Like he had everything, he had the contacts in, and he looked like fucking I don't know, like a vampire. I like, but he was all there, and and, and they were they were playing with us that day, and they were like the first, they were like the opening band. I was like, hey man, you know, like what what kind of music do you play? And he's like, well, it's really hard to describe, man. I'm like, all right, you know, yeah, yeah, and and he's like, he goes, we sort of combine elements, and then like this list of just, I don't know what the fuck was happening. Come, he goes, but you just watch it; it's gonna melt your face. (laughs) And I was like, yeah, this is gonna be awful. (laughs) And you know, and I was like, no, I want to see it. This guy's gonna melt my face with all the all these elements that he's bringing in with his sweet gear on, like, and like drums come in they're off time the bass player's somewhere else like the guitar tone's very shitty and like this guy takes the microphone it was just a shit sandwich from like top to the bottom you know and it's like god damn. you know it's kind of like when a chick tells you that she's a model you know like automatically you hold them to a higher standard like if you thought she was hot anyway you you just thought the chick was hot right but like the minute that she comes up to you and goes well i'm a model now you're like in fucking like giselle Bunchen territory or something you know like now i'm comparing you to somebody else now this guy that's gonna melt my face it's like well, I'm, I'm gonna see Russia tonight you know this is gonna be the new black sabbath that's what i'm thinking and you're like and, and you're up there and it's like you know their high school garage band you know basically yeah so so anyway if you're a young band and someone comes up to you and asks you what you're gonna sound like it's better not to oversell yourself yeah. it's better to undersell yourself and then impress people than to well also i think one of the things joe is getting at is that we don't deny that we are heavily influenced from many things. Oh yeah, and we right. don't, and we and we don't forget that. Well, yeah, you know? yeah, because everyone's like, "Well, we don't like to be labeled." So, Fuck that. No, you know? we we we, like, we, we know where we come from, yeah, and we know exactly. what what influences us and what and what makes our music what it is. You know, it's partly us, but it's part. Oh. It's it's mostly a lot of fucking bands that yeah. we listen to, and that's and that's something that no one should deny but a lot of people do and they're jabronis <laughs> absolutely that's yeah. a fact yes we roll a jabroni free zone bam yeah 24-7 we take them out with a quickness left and right town to town left <laughs> and right <laughs> I want to say like uh, they were Oklahoma before last whenever Tom Kiefer played yeah he's yes. one of my heroes so yes. that, so, you had yeah. posted on Facebook this long rant about how 
he doesn't get the respect he deserves yeah, as, yeah, a, yeah. as a blues guitarist. Oh, yeah. He's, and I thought that was awesome because I've always been pissed off that he doesn't get the respect in He general. was incredible. Yeah, you know, yeah, As far as just being a musical genius. Well, one, of, eyes, one of my best... Years. One of my best experiences, like, in music was I got to do an artist-on-artist interview of Tom Kiefer for a magazine before, like, where, because I had posted so many times on Facebook, someone finally hit me up, and they were like, do you, do you just want to do this interview of Tom Kiefer, like, from an artist's perspective? I'm like, yes, that needs to happen. So, again, kind of like Rich was when he was talking to Danzig, like, I have to call Tom Kiefer on the phone, you know, and, like, and he doesn't sound anything like I thought he was going to sound. I'm like, hey... <laughs> you know, he's like, he's like, what magazine? And I'm like, I'm Adam. I'm playing a band. No, we, we, we like, we like your riffs. They're awesome. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, about probably halfway through, I finally caught myself and started asking like good questions. But like in the beginning, it was just like it's Tom Kiefer on the phone. <laughs> yeah, like I'm on the phone. I'm like my wife. I'm like looking. I'm like I'm on the phone with Tom Kiefer. That's <laughs> like good shit. But yeah, it, it was, yeah. We lost his guitar player works at. Um, the guitar center in Nashville and I went in to buy a cable. That's right, we ran into him. That yeah, and, and it was like, and I just walked out of the van, I'm going in to get like an instrument cable and like I'm looking at some amps in the corner and he goes, oh, you guys must be on tour. You went and looked at the good amps and I'm like, yeah, yeah. And he's like, I play in a band. You're like, oh yeah, everybody plays in a band here. And I was like, you know, and I'm just like sitting there and I'm like fucking around with the amp and he's like, I was like, oh yeah, what band do you play with? He goes, well, I've been mostly touring with Tom Kiefer and it was like, <laughs> I like stopped, put everything down, turned back over. I was like, we need to talk. <laughs> yeah, I was like, everything goes in slow motion. It was like, yeah. Oh, and, and next thing you know, this poor guy's just like hit with like question after question. I was like, when he's using this rig, <laughs> but he was really cool. But his name's Tony, and he's I'm obviously if Tom Kiefer lets you play leads on stage, then you know that you you have to be a monster because he only let the other felon Cinderella play like one a show or something. Yeah. But this guy, <laughs> well, and you know he's playing the piano, he's playing the saxophone, yeah. All, all of it. Well, well, here's the all thing. The only reason anyone else is allowed to play anything in Tom Kiefer's band is because he doesn't have enough hands to do it all himself. So you're just <laughs> borrowed on Tom Kiefer time, man. I love that guy. Like, he, yeah, we're, we're yeah. definitely a big yeah. fan. Kiefer, yeah, big fan of Tom Kiefer. Yeah. Well, like with everybody, you can hear influences, like, you know, when you're playing or your voice or whatever. But, like, for you, so where do you, where do you come from musically? Oh, I actually, I used to front a psychobilly band out of Tulsa years ago. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I grew up here. I left a long time ago, but I spent quite a lot of years here. I actually worked. This used to be Yellow Dog Studios way right. back oh, in the day, wow. yeah, and I've I heard, I used to work with them. Times. But I'm I'm an old punk rocker. I grew up on country. My mama raised me on good music. Yeah. So jumping in with these guys, it was just natural. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We you, listen to a lot of outlaw. We listen to a lot of outlaw country and stuff. Now I yeah, go into. Yeah, I think. Yeah. I mean, a lot a lot of us too grew up with like punk rock. Yeah, yeah we've got a lot, a lot of, of yeah, tattoos, like all my tattoos are yeah. basically punk rock bands. Um, yeah, yeah, like a lot of us are yeah old school punk rockers and yeah, and then yeah, influenced by outlaw country and and a million other things. But yeah, we all kind of have a common base with a lot of the music that we that we uh, listen to. Makes and, a difference, you know. And, and and I guess that's what yeah ties us together a little it, bit. It's always driver rules, you know. Driver picks the music and. Uh, with the exception of every once in a while, when Joe no plays one. Prime Country on Sirius yeah. Radio, well, when I get Bill Bibb DeVoe out, they start getting mad. Yeah, yeah, but mostly, but mostly, no one ever plays any bad music in the van, except when Joe plays Prime Country. Except when you play like No Effects and the whiny Jabroni Punk music. La- name the last time I played No Effects. Name the last time. I don't know. Exactly. Shut up. Yeah. Punk, 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 pun
Yeah, my wife loves that stuff. Uh, well, it's, I, 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 I grew up like, like, like uh, on No Effects, Bad Religion, a lot of those. But like, No Effects is what band I wouldn't listen to a lot anymore. But like, still Bad Religion, Pennywise, a lot of those bands. Bad Religion has an awesome song. They were uh, like Bad Religion is my favorite band of all time ever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bad Religion. No, yeah, No Effects. Right when the, we the, met, we the, actually the, bonded over Bad Religion. Yeah, the, the Misfits are actually quite a common. Yeah, that, uh, that's we all, all three of us have Misfits tattoos. Yeah, that we can all sit around and agree on. The Misfits are a huge, yeah, a huge common thread. I think, our, I think our, it's funny, and I've heard this before. A lot of a lot of the punk rock kids from back in the day kind of evolved into being into outlaw country or old country. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I I dig that, and like I get it because you know when I was a kid, that was all that was around was Waylon, Merle, that's it, yeah, Hank, that's, Willie. That was it. That's the shit, man. You know, that's, that's, and, and it's great stuff. I mean, it's it's definitely not punk rock. As far as the mu- the, the musical style of it goes, but I mean, yeah. uh, some of the attitudes. That the attitude, yeah, the attitude is it's a it's a common thread. Like the attitude, the just you know the the fuck you, I do what I want. Yeah, it's still there. The stuff that, that was going music. on in Nashville, you know, at that time, you know, to them guys, you know, that that was absolutely you know sort of rebellion against you know what was happening you know at that time, and they just kind of created their own genre. So you know, we got obviously mad respect, and I mean, for for people grow up the way I did, you know. You know, I got a shotgun, a rifle, and a four-wheel drive. I can skin bucks, run tri lines, everything. The fucking Hank <laughs> Junior song, you know, like that shit speaks to me. Like that's that's what we grew up doing, you know. Yeah. So you know, it's. Have you guys had anybody come up to you that are mainly fans of like country or that kind of thing? Yeah. Said they dig what you do. Yeah. 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 More, more than happens. we. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes they'll be like, we didn't know, you know, but then they'll hear like, there's a lot of reference to outlaw country in our like in, in the, the lyrics. Yeah. yeah. And Skeleton Dixie is just full of them, you know, like the and there's a. You know, oh, some the of them. One, two, and three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they're yeah. exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and, like the song Skeleton Dixie, <laughs> yeah, actually. Joe, Joe will tell you. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's pretty much all outlaw country. Yeah, references. there's some. Like, there's Hank, Hank yeah. Jr.'s Outlaw Women. There's, you know, Smoky Mountain Rain. There's, like, I mean, essentially, it was, you know, basically the whole premise of that song was coming home to where, like, uh, you know, my grandma and, and everybody grew up in the, in the kind of music, you know, I would yeah. hear. So, like, pretty much in every verse, there's actually a reference to, like, a classic country song, you yeah. know, that made me think about coming home, you know. So, yeah. like, I'll be home soon, you know. That's so, I mean, it's something we're, we're heavy influenced by. And, uh, yeah, and a lot of country fans do do yeah. respect what we do as well. I mean, we actually, I mean, I know we have some fans out there that uh, that don't like a lot of heavy music, but they, they, they do like us. Yeah. And I mean, it's uh, one and, and one of the heavy influences for us is out old outlaw country, and I mean that's just one of the common threads, I guess that that that, that translates. So Smoky Mountain Rain, you're bringing some Millsap up in yeah, this motherfucker. Yeah. Hell, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah, you gotta go with that. That came on Prime Country the other day. I was like, yeah, <laughs> that's a shit. You know, like we used to. I, I remember driving down to Morgantown, West Virginia. Yeah, with my with my grandma and stuff, and we'd be listening to like you know you you listen to to John Denver, you know like all kinds of you know not not that's necessarily outlaw country, but you know it's still from that same cut of stuff, you know. And, I, and and at the end of the day, it's just sincere good songwriting, and you know that's kind of one of the things that we focus on. And and some people get it, some don't. You know, like the real traditional metal people, those are the ones that crack me up. Like the the, the real yeah. like Cookie Monster church burning <laughs> like metal and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Like they the first thing they'll be like, you are not metal. You know, be like, yeah, well, they, right. they can be real elitist. Yeah, yeah, they're really, and you know, like we don't have time for elitist anything. Like, uh, you know, the whole hipsters, like all that. You know, they're they're all jabronis as far as we're concerned. It's like we like a lot of different kind of music. We're not afraid to say what we like. You know, I'm not looking at Rich and going, oh, should I like this? You know, is it okay, Rich? Do my friends think it's 
cool, you know, something like that, man. If I like it, I like it. If everybody else tells me I'm wrong, I'll look at you guys and you know, tell you, Bill Bit DeVoe rocks, man. <laughs> Bill Bit DeVoe's album is <laughs> fucking amazing. <laughs> Don't rock, Seth <laughs> is not gone. You, you are wrong on that one. Yeah. I'm totally right. But what Joe is saying is correct, though. Yeah, I mean, we, we all like we, we like what we like. We're influenced by what we're influenced, and that shit is what it is, you know? And we, we have no time for... Pretending like that's not how it is. Right. A lot of the music that I like, I listen to pers- like personally, and I, I know all of us do. It's you, you'd probably be surprised, and a lot of folks won't admit that. But you know, you're jabroni if you don't. Yeah, you gotta. Yeah, admit I it, fucking man. love Roxette, and I don't care what people. Roxette's love fucking Roxette. great, man. The yeah. joyriding shit. Man, yeah, you don't get me started on that. Yeah, it's just fucking great. Yeah. There's yeah. too there's too much good music out there to yeah. pretend to to pretend like you don't like it. Yeah. Good I, tunes is good tunes. Yeah, yeah. I right. got the whole Wham and George Michael discography in my iPod, and I can listen to that shit top to bottom. Well, <laughs> no problem at all. <laughs> well, we are we are gonna get Belvin Devoe on the podcast next. <laughs> Please let me do a call in if that occurs because I have so many questions. Yeah, I'll be like, I listen, and you have to show him a picture of me because that would be the funniest fucking thing ever. Like, because I would be the last guy they expect to be like, you know. <laughs> Yes. He'll be sporting his Motown Philly shirt, yeah. his little bottle cap glasses. Hey, that's right. <laughs> that's right. The All East the Coast way. family, man. <laughs> ABC VVD. <laughs> uh, man, uh, on that note, <laughs> I got a. I don't know. You got anything else? No. I got a final yeah. question for yep. you. Yeah. At least you. I don't know. Is everybody into fishing, or is that just you? Yeah, that's primarily me. Yeah. yeah. I'm allergic to fish, so I, I've never had much fun fishing. <laughs> I, I have. Uh, I'll be home next Wednesday, so I have to get some new waders. And uh, I can go fall musky fish. By Friday, I should be in the water in my favorite musky hole. <laughs> I've got it all figured out right now. I already got the water temperatures all mapped for back home. I know which lures <laughs> I need, and, and I'll be out there. You find me in my hole. with. So if you had to choose between getting on stage or fishing for the rest of your life, one or the other? Well, yeah, that's that's a rough question. Because the other day I was, at, uh, I was at Bass Pro Shops, and they have a fella that drives around. And he, he wears like a Janet Jackson microphone and he sits over top of a tank that travels from town to town and he shows you how to catch bass in the tank while he talks to people. <laughs> like, I stopped in the parking lot and I was like, Mindy, I was this is my wife, I was like, listen, if I ever stop touring in a band, <laughs> I was like, yeah, this, is, this is my job. I'm going to go to a tank, I'm going to talk to the people. It's like, this would be the most incredible. But honestly, it's like, to, to me, it's, it's, it's kind of one in this, it balances, you know, because being on stage and stuff is a very loud, chaotic energetic experience and fishing's the exact opposite it's like my quiet solitude time like I, when, when I go fishing like I sit by myself I'm in the you know I go f- as far fucking away from people as I can I wear my fucking big single action 357 on my hips so anybody who walks past me they're like just leave that guy alone they just keep walking that's all I don't want to fucking talk to anybody I just want to catch fish and and if some people I take, like Brother Randy Cooper, like when he comes in town, like some guys I'll take out, like on my guided expeditions and stuff. That's that's about it. Can't be afraid to get wet. Can't be afraid to climb over a fucking mountain or a hill or something. Catch fucking fish, man. Have you ever been noodling? I know this guy did it. Once. Did it once. Yeah, that's that's rough, man. For for folks that count on their fingers and shit, yeah. you know. I mean, I know you can't, but like, you know, I, I I like to catch shit with a rod. You know, like that's that's a whole nother you know era. Even even these days, the older I get, like if I get a lure or like caught underwater like back when I was a kid I'd be like ah I'd like reach underneath there and stuff now I just pull out my buck knife cut the line and go back to Walmart and buy another lure <laughs> it's like older Adam Joe doesn't need to I'm like ah oh, there's turtles and shit I don't need to get bit <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. 
Right on. Well, we appreciate this, guys. Yeah. No, we yeah, appreciate y'all coming. Thank hope you, you, uh, you guys stick around for the show. Yeah, stuff. we'll we definitely will. Fun, we will and have a good show. Yeah, it's going to be good. Oh, thank you for the, the interview and stuff, man. We, we yeah. appreciate thank it. Thank you. All right, there you go. That's our interview with all five members of Scattered Hamlet. Thanks again to all five of them for being willing to do that and being talkative and doing that thing, you know, making it easy. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. Uh, it was a joy. Uh, they we we did this right uh, right before their show at uh, the downtown lounge here in Tulsa. They put on a great show, you know, loud as hell. It was a good time. Have I said good time enough in this podcast? <laughs> uh, you know, again, thanks to Adam Jode and uh, the guys in Scattered Hamlet. Uh, thanks to the downtown lounge. Uh, it was a great night. Again, very grateful. Definitely. Scatteredhamlet.com, Scattered Hamlet on Facebook, at Scattered Hamlet on Twitter. They're on Instagram as well. They've got videos on YouTube. They got a video for their track Shelter yeah. off the last album. Which is a great song, by the way. Yeah. They even have a video for an earlier track off the first time. I can't remember what song it was, but it's a little different because I think it was before Adam had that full beard. So okay, kind of cool to see if you're a big fan. The evolution of beards. Yes. <laughs> but check us out online at thethunderunderground.com. Check us out on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, on YouTube. We've got a YouTube channel. So far, we've just got one video up there, but it's a it's a good one. It's an interview we did with the singer from Battlecross before their show at the Canes Ballroom in Tulsa. Exactly. And that, that was a great one as well. And right now, right now, I am wearing the exact same shirt that we wore when we interviewed Kyle from Battlecross. Wow, that's a, that's a great... Uh, Isn't that amazing? A great bit of news to let oh, right man. <laughs> yeah, We've also got... If this is the first time you're listening to us, get on our SoundCloud at just Thunder-Underground. We've got a lot of content up there. We just did an interview with uh, Sid Falk, who is the, the former drummer for Overkill. There's It's a two-parter. Yes. There's a lot of great stuff in there, kind of all over the place, you know, as far as his past, his present. Talking about Overkill, Paul Diano, his new band, Infectus 13. Yep. We, we got to hang out with Joey Allen from Warrant. Yeah, that was great. And Blabbermouth just picked that story up. So That's right. Let's throw That's that right. out to, throw that shout out to Blabbermouth. Blabbermouth, yeah. you guys fucking rule. Yeah. Uh, everybody, we're coming for you. We are. So watch out. Did you shout out the uh, Death Division Facebook? I did not. It's just, I think it's just Death Division. Search that. But their website is deathdivision.com. Awesome. Once again, that's a great song. Look them up on Reverb Nation as well, where the tracks are, and on YouTube as well. Right on. All right, once again, thethunderunderground.com, and we will talk to you next time. See you later. Mm-hmm.